A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The latest on Yellow Jackets basketball, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech on the Josh Passner Show. Oh, he takes the outlet pass. He soars up and dunks it down. Oh, and more. Left a crater under the basket. We'll hear from Georgia Tech basketball head coach Josh Passner and other members of the Georgia Tech Athletics Department as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech hoops on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets, and. Demetra. Good evening and welcome to another live edition of the Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. I am not Andy Demetra filling in for the voice of the Jackets as Andy's currently sidelined in health and safety protocols, uh, experienced some extremely mild uh, COVID-19 symptoms. Hopefully we'll have him back uh, this coming weekend. I'm Wiley Ballard, soon to be joined by head coach of the Jackets, Josh Passer. Phone lines are open as well. If you'd like to come in and ask coach a question, you can give us a ring, 404-231-1680. It's a brand-new week of Georgia Tech men's basketball. The Yellow Jackets will head to Louisville tomorrow to face the Cardinals on Wednesday night, and then this Saturday afternoon they'll head to PNC Arena in Raleigh to, for their second meeting against the NC State Wolfpack. But again, I'm Wiley Ballard filling in for Andy Demetra, and we are joined by the head coach of the Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastner. Coach, how are you doing? Well, look, I mean, uh, um, the sun came up, you know, <laughs> uh, sort of, even though it was, it was pretty cloudy today. But uh, uh, a couple things. One is um, we can talk about uh, um, the game on Saturday and the game, uh, the previous game on on um, Tuesday. Tuesday. And then, and then kind of get into, and if there's any callers or, or whatever, but also get into kind of like, okay, moving forward, because the way I look at it and, and, and discussed it with our team today, that moving forward, starting with a fresh start. Because Wednesday we play, and this is the first day of February, and, um, and, and trying to get a fresh start and start the month of February, and the goal is to win February. And how do we win February? Um, so, um, you know, and obviously any questions you've got, mm-hmm. Wiley, we, we wish Andy to get him back um, healthy and, and, and get back here as soon as possible. But love having you as well, Wiley. You're a good man. <laughs> appreciate it, Coach. Happy so, to be here. Um, but anyway, so we can start off on whatever you want to yeah. start off, and then we'll go from there, and then we can I'll, I'll, I'll ramble all, all, all along. <laughs> well, I'd, li- I'd like to start with this. I mean, I, I heard your visit with uh, the media today on the coaches' call talking about how historically in your program, your seven years here, your teams have gotten better. And even in my seven years at Memphis, at Memphis the same way. Same, same story. So in four, 13, thir- first 13 years. Go ahead. And, yeah. and by your own admission, you, you were hoping the improvement would come a little earlier than, than, say, the month of February. But what what gives you confidence? What are some areas you think that are, are uh, possible? to improve in for this team in this next month? Yeah, Wiley, uh, a few things. So, you know, this is my 14th year as a head coach. Um, uh, and um, what I would tell you is my first 13 years, our teams have always, for whatever reason, maybe struggled a little bit here and there in early part. But we've, the time we get to January, our teams have always gotten better. We start, like, taking off. And um, I don't know why that is or whatever. It's a good thing that we're gotten better. Mm-hmm. I've always, but I would like for us to put 
the start and the end together. Um, but as I mentioned in, my t in the teleconference today, Wiley, that with the ACC uh, teleconference, that I just felt this year we have not turned the corner as quickly as I thought we would. A few things. I will say that I thought we had a decent play in, in some areas mm -hmm. in, the, in November, December. I mean, in fact, if we're fortunate enough to, you know, we win our last non-conference game will be our best non-conference uh, uh, record since I've, you know, in our seven years here. Um, that being said, um, I felt after the Miami game, which was a great win against the top 12 team in the country, that we would start turning the corner and saying, okay, now we're this is where we're doesn't you're going to be doesn't mean you're going to win every game, but you can see the the, the improvements and us start um, rising the, the proper way up the ladder. For whatever reason, we just haven't been able to, to catch that 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 streak of of the improvement that our teams have always had uh, in the past. Now maybe it happens, you know, in the month of February, and we just we're a month later than normal, and. Um, and, you know, hopefully that's the case. And we'll know a lot starting this week with at Louisville Wednesday and at North Carolina State Saturday. But, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I, you know, I've looked at it. And, and, and while, it, you know, <clears throat> when you're in a position where you've lost, like, you know, we've lost some games, we've lost some close games, you've lost you get your butt kicked in some other games, like on Saturday, where it's just kind of spiraled. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to put your finger on it, on how to... You know, what's the, what's the, how do you have course correction on that? And we're trying everything in a sense. Yeah. When I say trying everything, I mean, we're looking at every little um, minute detail that you can think of on saying, why is it, are we having these struggles? Now, not having Lance Terry hurts us because he's been a big part of what we do. Um, you know, we don't have a, a um, you know, we don't have that margin for error. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have that margin for error, you need everybody to to be really good every time you 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 step on the floor. Do you, do you have an update on Lance? Lance, I, yeah, I mean, he, he was able to do individual work today. Okay. Um, I don't – we're going to see how he is tomorrow. I would say Wednesday's questionable mm -hmm. to doubtful, whereas Saturday's probable. Okay. So that's where we are this week. Uh, question of doubtful on Wednesday and probable on Saturday. Um, but, you know, part of that is um, um, Andy is, or Andy is, Wiley, sorry, is. We're trying uh, to keep you in rhythm. Yeah, exactly. You come whenever you no, want. No, you're good. Yeah. Is, is we just haven't <laughs> caught that, 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 you know, what's the saying, the, the, you know, firing a bottle or whatever it is, you know, just. Yeah, yeah. We, we just. Haven't fired all cylinders. Yeah, just haven't, just haven't got there yet. Yeah. We've had struggles to score. There's no denying that. We've had some struggles to score. Uh, part of that is, obviously, we've missed a lot of open shots. Some of it's our shot selection. Some mm -hmm. other things just we're not getting enough stops on the defensive end. I've discussed it with our staff today to even simplify some things, keep it a little more simple. Mm -hmm. As you know, while you've covered us, you know, we change a lot of defenses um, and play multiple defenses and change it up quite a bit. And... You know, is it is it doing too much? You yeah, know, yeah. And, be, and 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 are we? And which has been good for us in the past, but maybe it's not best for this mm -hmm. team. Offensively, are we doing too? You know, because our offensive system can be a little bit complex, just like defensively. Is it doing too much? And are we becoming? You know, 
average in a bunch of things to be just being really good at one or two things on each side of the ball. And so those are things that we're looking at to, to really determine. Um, look, you can't just put in a whole new offense and defense on in, in 48 hours. Yes. I mean, so you're, you're, you're talking some adjustments, tweaks, and we've continued to try to do that. But also our personnel, we've got to have guys perform and produce and step up and make great plays. And I, and I love our guys. Like, I'm a big believer in our guys, and I do believe we will get better. And I know some of the things have maybe not been as quick as, as you discussed in my other, time, my other teams here, but I really believe we will start this month. Again, could that just be me being the, you know, the positive optimist of it all? But I also, I, but I really do believe it, and I think we have a great opportunity in both games this week to kind of see if we can turn that corner and start seeing the the Josh Pastor mm-hmm. teams that that just get better as the new year happens, and we're just maybe a little month late on that. But we've got to keep grinding at it, um, uh, keep staying after it. There is no magic wand. There is no magic formula. The only thing I know is we've got to just continue to work, compete, practice, um, improve, and um, and and you know, stay with the with the the mentality that we're going to find a way to get it done. Well, I want to ask you about the three-point shooting on, on both ends because I know the last four games has been a pretty stark contrast, and really the last two. I mean, the way Clemson hit three threes first ninety seconds. Duke hits for their first six threes in the first five minutes for the first media timeout. Even despite that, you guys are still, I think, number two in the ACC in defending the three-point line. What has plagued you defensively these last couple of times out when teams are shooting the ball real well? Yeah, you know, Wiley, I've been real disappointed um, defensively. Like, we haven't got enough stops. Mm -hmm. Now, some of that can be, you know, it it sucks the life out of you off it when you're not scoring and you're – it can be demoralizing uh-huh. for everybody, fans, no, no, no. coaches, players. But we open up with the they, – they hit those threes versus Clemson on Tuesday. And um, uh, uh, Hunter Tyson hits a three, fifth-year mm-hmm. senior. Yep. Brevin Galloway then hits the next two threes, a six-year senior. Uh-huh. And it's 10 nothing like that because we fouled him on a four-point oh, no, no, play. Yeah. Both guys shouldn't be playing in college. Yep. <laughs> because both should have their clock should have been expired, mm-hmm. but because of the additional COVID year and everything, they get the additional year on that. So, you know, that's just – and they came in. Um, they were a good shooting team, but the last time we played them, you know, they had trouble shooting. But the first one by Hunter Tyson, it was a contested three. Galloway a contested – I mean, it was just – it was some good offense is going to beat good defense. Mm-hmm. And those guys are, that's a, between those two guys that hit the first 10 points, that's 11 years of college yeah. basketball experience. And in that game, our starting five combined for 13, start, 13 total years of, of starting of, of college basketball experience, just being older. Mm-hmm. And then in the Duke game, our whole message for 48 hours against Duke was to play inside out, play inside out. They're not going to be able to beat you with, I mean, they don't, they don't shoot the three well no. at all. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Roach just, he hasn't shot like that yes, all season yes. long. And all our message was to play, even the zone, if they hit threes, that's on me. And all of a sudden, they come out hitting all these shots. And then you kind of have to extend a little. Li- Lively hits a three. And they hadn't hit one all season. I mean, it's ridiculous. Dylan, Dylan Hunter at Clemson yeah. hadn't hit one the whole all year, year either. hits one. So, you know, that, and I guess that's kind of my question. It's is, just like you're a little bit snake bit right? in a sense. Yeah, so and I, so what happened in the Duke game, I just felt, again, it's not the same thing because it's not because it was a different game. But it's, 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 it's sort of like the college football championship. 
Georgia yeah, TCU yeah, uh-huh. were just spirals. Uh-huh. I felt it just spiraled on us again. I wish it was the, that that happened to happen in the national championship game, yeah. but it, it's just spiraled on us. It's just like you know, other you see at, t- at times where these things just spiral, and part of that was Duke. When you watch the tape, there's a couple times, especially in the second half, where we couldn't score, and they're just making crazy shots, and you're just and it just became it just spiraled. Mm-hmm. It spiraled, unfortunately. Um, and that'll um, be my job to make sure we don't we, we, we nip it in the bud mm-hmm. and we're ready to go on 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 um, Wednesday versus Louisville. But yeah, there's no there's no denying the fact, Wiley, that um, t- we've been a very good three point defensive team. But teams have started making and they made some tough threes. Mm-hmm. And in our zone, when we're in our zone, we were in both games when they started hitting those threes. We were in our zone, and we were and and you know. I've always said this, against the zone, you can always get an open three. But you're trying to get them out of rhythm, maybe a, not a natural shot that they always see. And credit to Duke, credit to Clemson. Those guys, Roach is an older guy, I mean, making those threes, as, as we just discussed about Clemson. And what I would tell you, Wiley, is I think this is our seventh year. Team in my Teams are better today than they've ever been against zone defense. Mm-hmm. Because of the three-point shot, because a lot of teams like the five-man, the center is a shooter, can step out oh, and yeah. shoot the ball. Yeah, lively on Saturday. Teams are understanding where to, the sweet spots are against the zone defense. Um, and, 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 and in for us, we don't just do our that. We play multiple zones. We play man. And that's where I go back to maybe simplifying playing less of something and really focusing on, on one individual thing and seeing if that can maybe get us better at getting more stops helping us defensively because in order for us to help to score more, we've got to get more stops so we have a chance to go in transition offense because that's right now our best way to score. And, and I want to ask you about that in this out of this break. Again, we're joined by Georgia Tech head coach Josh Passner. We spent some time reviewing this past week. Yellow Jackets fall to a couple of top 25 teams, but they've got an opportunity to begin the month of February anew on Wednesday against the Louisville Cardinals, who have had their struggles in ACC play. We'll take a look at that game as well as uh, the rest of the season. Still nine ACC games left, and perhaps the uh, schedule favors the Yellow Jackets a little bit more in the second half. We'll talk more about that when we come back. This is the Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. There's no better source on Georgia Tech hoops than the coach. This is the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. We are coming to you live from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company on Hemp Hill here in Midtown Atlanta, northwest corner of campus at Georgia Tech. Coach, you know, I'm a Georgia Tech alum. I spent a lot of of Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Wednesday, really just weeks at a time at this place. This is a good spot. You know, it's kind of like hidden a little bit. Yeah, I know. uh, (laughs) But I know they got really good food. Mm -hmm. Good, uh, the pizza's really good. The wings are good. It's a a good, uh, it's a good spot. It's kind of like you know, it's it's uh, if you want to Georgia Tech get get running a lot of Georgia Tech, you know, students they're here all the time. So no, you no get some, and you get good osmosis from them as well yeah, too. Yeah, so I think we got a Stephon Marbury full page yeah, right post behind, on the yep, backside. Yep, right, yeah, yep. so so fun time, uh, especially a good time of year for Rocky Mountain Pizza as well because they're a Philadelphia Eagles bar on the pro side. Yes, so they, they're doing very well this yes, time. Yes, that was a big win for the Eagles yes, yesterday. It was. Yes, it was. And um, should be a heck of a Super Bowl. And you know, 
Andy Reid used to coach the Eagles. For, he was there for four. Oh, yeah, well aware. Winning his coach in the Eagles history. Yeah, and, yeah they, knocked, they knocked the Falcons out of the yeah, championship that's right, one that's year. Right, we, don't, that's we, right. we, no. we don't want to talk about no, that. No, there you go. Uh, we do have a caller calling in. If you want to uh, join in and ask Coach a question, you can give us a ring at 404-231-1680. We're talking Georgia Tech basketball with Coach Josh Pastor, and Kay is on the line. Kay, go ahead with your question. It's Kenny and Coach. Kenny, I'm sorry. Everybody. I got you, Coach. Um, hey, hey, Kenny. I'm glad my nephew could take care of the heckler for you, Wiley, uh, Saturday's game. That, that, was, that was my nephew. Um, yeah, nah, he did a good job of taking care of that guy. That's for sure. Coach, coach, coach. Coach, i got to pump you up, my man. Um, we got to get us one Wednesday night. we got to keep doing what we're doing. And uh, as you said, the sun comes up. Doesn't matter if there are clouds in the sun or not. The sun comes up the next day. And... You know, you get one win, one win turns into two wins and get going. Um, and it just it snowballs just like losing snowballs. So, uh, Wednesday, let's get us one on injuries. Tell me, tell me, Ver- I saw, I want to call him Vernon Maxwell. That's not his name, Tristan. So, Tristan's back. He's good to go. You said Lance is probably a Saturday deal. Um, Javon's doing okay with his knees. What's going on with the health? Yeah, so, Kenny, first of all, you're a good man. I appreciate you so much. Uh, I appreciate your positive energy. You're you're awesome, and uh, you're you're terrific. Um, yes, and you are right. You know, it's, and we've said this many times. Sports is just sports is incredible, and um, you can get hot, get going. One win turns to two, two turns to four, four to eight, and all. You know, you win nine of your t- last ten games. Yeah. You just that's what makes sports outstanding, and um, um, and so. Uh, um, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic, and like you said, we just gotta we gotta kind of just break through the barrier, get through it. Uh, yes, regarding the injuries, Tristan Maxwell, who was had a hip issue, hip uh, was out for a little bit, is back. He's good to go. Javon Franklin, he's he's good right now. Lance Terry is questionable to doubtful for Wednesday, but probable for Saturday, and everyone else is good to go. So. Um, uh, yeah, so it's we're we're, we're good from in, in in those areas for the injury wise, but you know a lot of the things now, Kenny, and even in this time period, there's just a lot of bruises, nicks, bumps, all those little things that just happen, and you just got to kind of get through it, um, and um, because it's that time of the year, mm-hmm. and and as you get especially as you get deeper into February, you got to be a little cautious on the practice times and all those good things but we went hard today we did a lot of up and down five on five stuff and just needed to clean some things up with us and then tomorrow we can really lock in on louisville but we need to clean us up first kind of flush some things out that we needed to flush out but kenny i'm giving you a big hug through the radio (laughs) Uh, this is that time of year richard stewart really earns his money right trainer for the jackets richard does a great job he's a you know those trainers are kind of unsung heroes that they just do so much i mean heck you see how important the trainers are with the you know in the 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 gentleman in the buffalo bills you know a few weeks ago Lamar hamlin, Lamar yes. hamlin when the trainers revived him saved his life and um um so the trainers are so imperative of your success and you don't want to know you don't, you know it's best when the every time when richard calls me I'm like, it's nothing personal, but I'd, I'd rather really, you not have to talk yeah. to you. You know what I mean? Just because usually he's calling me with an update about, hey, this guy's, yeah. something's going on here. This guy, you know, health-wise. And yeah. so it's an interesting deal on that. But he, did, Richard Stewart does a great job for us. 
I love Richard's been a, been a Georgia Tech for a long time. A long time. And, um, you know, he helps keep the guys really healthy. Well, uh, Georgia Tech fans, keep in mind there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice-cold Coke cheers. Now, looking ahead, Coach, uh, we've talked about it, Sonny. You mentioned in your post game press conference, you know, there's no easy game in the ACC, but from strictly a standing perspective, February is a little easier than the January. You just fought your way through. You've got nine ACC games remaining, and only two of those remaining seven games are against teams that are multiple games above 500 in the ACC. In other words, Pittsburgh and NC State, pretty substantial winning percentage in ACC play. But you've got Louisville, who is 0-10. you got them twice, once on the road, once here. And your other two home ACC games are against Notre Dame, who's 1-9 in the league. Virginia Tech is 3-7 and seven in the league. And those three teams, Louisville, Notre Dame, and Virginia Tech, are a combined 0-17 on the road this year. Now, having said all that, you don't know what's going to happen on a given day, but have you brought that up to the team about, hey, this is the, thank you, and the way you put it this past Saturday was you're not going to be facing two first-round picks on the floor in most games the rest of the way? Well, you know, what was interesting is um, um, I think we have, the t- to this point, the yeah. toughest ACC schedule of anyone in the league. Yes. And um, so, as you mentioned, nothing's – there's no – our margin of vict- our margin of error is slim to none, so we don't have any easy games. But the schedule here on these next nine, it's it just it's not as top heavy, mm-hmm. and so there's some, you know, we've been overwhelmed a little bit in some size and experience and mm-hmm. some things talent wise that just man, it's just there's a big difference, um, and so. I mean, because you look at Duke's size, it was, I mean, it was just, it was, they were big. Oh, no doubt. I mean, they, their, their, their three-man was the size of our starting yeah. uh-huh. center. I mean, you know, they were, they were just a big team. And then you look at, like, Clemson, how old they are and teams like that. So, you know, I, I, again, that doesn't guarantee us any wins. I do think it will hopefully show us a, that Yellow Jacket Nation can see us getting better, can see us improving can see us hopefully getting some wins look i understand it hasn't been fun for for georgia tech faithful for yellow jacket nation to this point and obviously no one's more disappointed than myself on our play to this point and um and i but i do have belief that we're going to turn it around um yes up to this point our results in acc play have not been acceptable have not we just haven't performed at the level that that I know we're capable of performing, but I do believe we are able to turn that. And that's what makes sports and opportunities just, you know, really cool. And we get to see how it plays out and see what happens. And, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> winning is hard. Every possession is hard. <laughs> and uh, we just got to keep we got to keep fighting. That's that's the biggest thing, because I, I, I said this. You know, in the post game on Saturday, when you're on the ropes, you know you have two ways to get off the ropes. You're going to sit in a fetal position and just say, hey, "You know what? I'm not going to deal with it," and just you know get in the fetal position, or you're going to find a way to fight your way off the ropes and and try to win the rounds that's that's left. And we have some rounds left, and we've got to try to win those rounds by fighting our way back, punching our way back, kicking, clawing. 
whatever we got to do to get ourselves off the ropes, and we just got to find that within ourselves to do that. Is, is there one player or, or personality in your team you, you can tap into from a player standpoint to try and sort of galvanize the rest of the group? I and mean, you mentioned about being frustrated. Can you use that frustration and try and channel it? Yeah, you know, look, I mean, um, we've, we've, you know, our, we got a great group of young men. We got a great group of guys. They're, 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 and, and I get it. Sports, you're, no, no, you know, people don't want to all hear about the good, yes. good people you are because yes. it's the wins and losses. Yeah. But we still are, this still is a college basketball mm -hmm. team. This isn't the pros. And so, these guys still go to school. They still—they're they're young men, and they're—and they're wonderful young men, and they represent Georgia Tech the right way. They're good people. They're on—you know—they're—they're they're on track to graduate. And, and I really look at our team and our young men the same um, situation as a student. You know, when you're freshmen and sophomores, and like it's hard. Georgia Tech's hard. You've been through it. It's hard to navigate <laughs> and challenge. It's just. But well, it's no different in sports. When you're a young freshman and sophomore in Georgia Tech as a student athlete, it's hard. And our guys are in, like when we get into practice, it's get them in the afternoon after being in class all day and study hall and tutoring. I mean, these things are not easy, and that's the challenge and the discipline it takes. And that's why I've always said as you get older and being part of that, it helps because you understand the situation at Georgia Tech. And so um, we have a great group of guys. Now, sometimes I think our guys are so nice off the court, they're sometimes too nice on the court as well, too. And I like for them to get a little more meanness streak in them on the court. But, um, you know, I just think it's more than just one individual. I think it's a collective okay. unit that we've got to find. We've got to pull it from everybody. And, um, um, and like I said, I, I love coaching these, these young men. Uh, they're... they're they're good. You, you can go to sleep at night knowing they're they're doing the right thing. They're going to represent Georgia Tech the right way. They're respectful. Um, it's just we're in a we're in a scoreboard business, mm -hmm. and you get judged on wins and losses, not on um, you know how you know how kind you are. But I try to re remind people that we this is still college. Mm -hmm. These guys are still in school. This is Georgia Tech. It's still Georgia Institute of Technology. This is not a we're not a semi-pro team still yet. We're not there yet. I mean, maybe some other teams based on NIL or semi-pro team. We're not. Mm -hmm. We're still a college basketball team in the purity sense of yep. college. We, we're in the pure sense of that. Yep. And so, um, um, you know, you could maybe some other teams in our league and other teams around. Legally, they're a semi-pro yes. team. Yeah, okay. But we're still in the purity of college and, and, and our guys. But we've got to find a way to just to – to, to get ourselves off the ropes. We've got to find a way to get ourselves off the ropes, to find a way to be successful and to, and to just to get it done. Con just play the right way and let's get a win. Mm -hmm. And I think once we do that, they'll help us break through. Next opportunity for a win Wednesday night, 7 o'clock tip at the Yum Center against the Louisville Cardinals. We'll talk more about that matchup. And, and Coach, I want to ask you about a couple of uh, individual players on your team, including one that I think has had a pretty significant improvement uh, from a year ago. That's coming up next. This is the Josh Pastner Show, and if you want to ask Coach a question, our phone lines are open, 404-231-1680. That's 404-231-1680. We are live from the Rocky Mountain Pizza Company. This is the Josh Pastner Show from the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. The latest on Yellow Jackets basketball. It's the Coach Josh Pastner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. 
Welcome back. We're live from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company. I'm Wiley Bandler, joined by the coach of the Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor. And, Coach, we got a couple callers on the line. Uh, let's start with Troy, who wants to talk about uh, coaching some younger players on the floor. Troy, you there? Yeah, thank you, Wiley. Hey, Coach, long time no talk. Uh, hang in there, buddy. Good times will be coming soon. Thanks, Troy. Um, thanks, for, thanks for calling. Appreciate you. Absolutely. I know you've been to many conventions and have had in-house uh, meetings there. I'm always fascinated and want to know how current-day coaches handle something that wasn't around four, five, six years ago. Wiley Ballard is your star point guard, and he can look on an app and see that he is projected to score 20.5 points against UNLV in two days. Um, that is out there where kids can see on these gaming apps or betting apps how do coaches deal with that? What is told to our student athlete uh, or any student athlete? Um, what are the dangers of it? Is it provided as motivation? Um, that's just something that fascinates me, knowing that it's out there and that people can access it. Well, first of all, Troy, you're right. There is a lot of information out there that's that's never was there before. And, and I'm telling you, the, the whole thing has changed in the last I mean, two to three years when you think about not only that information that you just mentioned, um, but also the transfer portal, NIL, um, um, the, the additional COVID year. Um, you know, look, there's times you're playing, as I mentioned earlier, like we're still a pure college team. You know, we're still a pure college team, and you're playing teams that literally are it, – it, imagine – here's what I would – imagine um, one of the teams in the ACC three years ago playing a G League team. Like, you would just – it's just – you'd be like, hey, that – you know, you're, you're – it, it would – you'd be like, wait a second. You know, that's – how is that – but that's what it's become, and, and, and so it's an interesting dynamic, mm -hmm. and um, some of these teams – you know, they're literally semi-pro with the amount of, and it's legal. They're not yes, doing anything yes, wrong. Nothing There's nothing yep. against it. It's just allowable. And to your point, Troy, you can also now, guys can look for, you know, the, the, the um, analytical data in the predictions and projections before you even play a game are out there. Now, obviously, we talk a lot about, because of the rules, uh, one, the NCAA rule, but also just in general about, you're not, you know, the rule is you're not allowed to gamble. Um, and there's obviously gambling is a huge thing in college yes. athletics. And mm -hmm. You can watch any game now and things are <laughs> popping up about. Uh, Over-unders. Yeah, and, just everything. Yep. And so, but, but per the, just so you know, Troy, that per the NCAA rules, it's illegal for any player, staff member, administrator to, to uh, wager any bet on not only in college athletics, but any sport professionally that has a NCAA championship. So no one's even allowed to bet even on a game in the NBA or like you can't, you're not allowed to bet in the Super Bowl. I go on and on, but I mean, it's very easy in this day and age for most anybody to want to, you know, but that, but that's part of the data now uh, analysis is that whether it's, you know, and we, we educate and talk about the dangers of that and, 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 that you're just you can lose everything gambling but oh, yeah. as in terms of other forms of data and analysis troy you're right i mean a guys could look on certain things i mean there's websites out there that project what the score is going to be the next game <laughs> like you said troy what they're going to what, what a person's box score could be obviously you don't know that's none of that's true now some of it 
they actually get sort of right at times. And it's like, how do they get so darn close to that? But um, it's sort of like you said, Troy, it's like a video game. And um, so it's constant education, constant dialogue. Look, Troy, when you lose a think about this, Troy, when you lose a game, you know, 15 years ago, if you lost a game, the only way there would be some negativity would be you'd read about the next day from the beat writer in the newspaper yes. the next morning. Well, now if you lose a game, man, you can just you go right on your phone and you can go to Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, and you can find whatever negative. Oh yeah. Hey, you can. They, and, and if you want to find something negative about the coach or a play, I mean, you can just find anything at any point, and you have to guard against that. Things have changed. Where where. Being a head coach is 24-7, 365. Like I said, think about it, Troy. In your era growing up, you know, you're, you would just read the newspaper the next morning after a game, and the, and the, the beat writer would write a story. And, and if, they didn't, if someone didn't play well, they'd put that in the story. But that's the only part. There was no message board, Twitter, all that stuff. That, has just, that is part of the deal now that you have to accept. Mm-hmm. And um, if I could take a picture going into our locker room, like after practice, and all the guys are right on their phones looking. It's really remarkable. You almost become so accessible, you become inaccessible. Mm-hmm. But that's just because the phone is like a mini computer. Oh, no doubt. And so you're, you're guarding against that at all times, Troy. We also got Anthony on the line. Uh, Anthony, you had a question about sports psychology, which is, is somewhat related to what you were just talking about. Anthony, are you still with us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Coach. Hey, hey, true fans will keep supporting, so keep it up, Coach. We're behind you. Hey, a couple quick questions. One, I remember Brad Doherty long time ago used to run kind of a fast break trailer where he'd trail the play and get it and catch it about 15 feet and shoot. Um, I look at Kyle Sturdivant, and I see it happen quite often. And sometimes when he's trailing, when he seems to catch it as a trailer, he seems to be really solid from three-point range. And then the second thought is that sports psychology – Sometimes I think, you know, the team, it just looks, uh, they have situational confidence. When things are going great, it's fantastic. It's sustainable confidence when things get shaky, get tough. Do you have a sports psychologist, and is that part of the Division One game nowadays? Um, yeah, you know, a few things. Um, and I appreciate your your uh, support, Anthony. We don't take it for granted. Thank you so much. You're, you're, you're just, uh, it's, it, none of that's taken for granted, I can assure you that. Um, one to answer your question about yes, I remember exactly what you're talking about in regards to um, uh, the trail, you know, trailing with Brad Doherty back in the day. And you're right. You know, one of the things as I discussed earlier, because of our struggles to score, our best offense right now, besides offensive rebounding, is transition offense. But in order to get more transition offense, we got to get more stops so we can fly out uh-huh. and go. And uh, we just. We just haven't, you know, and we've tried to really focus on that. Now, some teams have done a good job in getting back, trying to stay, stop our transition. But you're right. Kyle Sturdivant does a nice job of kind of in the trailing area when he's out of opportunity because he is a good shooter when his feet are set. And the other thing with Kyle, he's a good mid-range shooter, as you're talking about Brad Doherty being around the uh, 15-foot mark. Um, so is, so is uh, you know, Sturdivant's able to do that as well, too. And so, you know, we're constantly working and talking about transition offense to, to give us a, a, a chance to, to score more. And the best way to do that is we've got to get more stops. And I go back to simplifying. Are we playing too many defenses, Anthony, that, that 
Are we just, you know, we're maybe in the years past we were good at four or five of them, but now we're just, are we, you know, average at a few and not great at, a, at one or two? And, 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 so, and, and again, to be able to get, to be able to get more in transition offense, we've got to be able to get more stops. And then regarding to the sports psychology, you're right, Anthony. You know, we spend so much time on weightlifting and the physical part of it, but 90 to 95% of the game is mental. And probably if I could start it over again, you almost need to hire a, a full-time mental coach because it's, it's all mental. Yep. It's all mental. And, yes, we have great um, mental health people in our athletic department led by Dr. Uh, Kayla Balcom. Great. She's awesome, and her team is outstanding. That being said, we don't have someone specifically that travels with us every day that just focuses on sports psychology. And, and looking at it, because you're right, Anthony, we, you know, when you're not making shots or you're missing shots, it's a confidence thing. Sometimes even when guys get bad body language, it's not they're, they're good ki- they're good young guys but it's a defense mechanism because it's a it's you know when people look at ah oh, this guy no i said they're just they're young guys things aren't going away and they get a little bit of a defense mechanism and that's all, it's all mental so much of it's mental and that is something that we have to evaluate look at examine reassess in the spring and it's kind of like what you're talking about earlier spiraling up in a yep. positive or a negative way that, that uh, hope will be the start of a spiral upwards uh, this coming Wednesday. Georgia Tech will take on Louisville at the Yum Center. And then this Saturday, they will take on NC State, another tough opponent who is receiving votes in the AP. When we come back, uh, Coach, I want to ask you about Louisville, what you see from them. I know uh, you and Louisville's head coach, Kenny Payne, have known each other for quite some time. And the Cardinals, like the Jackets, desperate for a win on Wednesday night. Should be a lot of fun. Hope you will join us then. In the meantime, if you've got a question for Coach, you can give us a call, 404 231 1680. That's 404 231 1680. You're listening to the Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Georgia Tech basketball continues to buzz. Now, more of the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. We are less than 48 hours away from tip off between the Yellow Jackets and the Cardinals of Louisville. Joined by head coach Josh Passner and Wiley Ballard. And coach, I know you haven't dove fully into Louisville yet. That'll be the focus of tomorrow's practice with the team. But what are your impressions of Louisville? They're 2-19, and 0-10 in the league, but they've lost some close ones in there. Yeah, and, and I I have dived in, and, and I'm fully uh, locked in on them. I just haven't presented to the, to the team, team yeah, yet. Fair, you know, yeah, so yeah. so um, because I just we just focused on us today because <laughs> we needed to clean up us before we even get to the to Louisville. But um, I, first of all, I think, like I said, I've known Kenny Payne a long time. He's a good friend, um, um, and we're not we're in a position where there's no margin of error. So we don't, you know, we're going to have to. You know, go play. It's a road game. Mm. Look, they should have beat Syracuse. They had Syracuse beaten at home. Uh, they, they should have beat Boston College. Um, the, early in the season, they lost those three games at the very beginning of the year. Yeah, just State, by one, Bellarmine, by, by all one by possession. one point. All by one point. You know, the whole, their, their whole narrative would have changed if yeah. they won those things. And that, that's just that's just making that's just a make and miss game. It's just the, that's the issue of it. You know, it's a make and miss game. And, and um and it's such a fine line. So, but look, the uh, the um, the um, 
Ellis kid, number three. Yeah, L. Ellis. Yep. L. Ellis, 17 number three. Eight. He can really score. I mean, he's taken 150 more shots than anybody else on the team. Um, they've got the kid Curry inside, who's good. They've got Withers, who's good. Um, uh, trainer, they uh, number 12. He's kind of at the four spot. Uh, <clears throat> the um, you know they've got they've got good size. They yeah. are a big team. Um, and I don't have my the numbers in front of me, but but the kid, um, they're they're starting two man because uh, I know the guys by numbers better than I do by names. <laughs> it's just easier for me. But they are a big team, and uh, they've got good size. They've got good Mike James. Mike, Mike James, James is he's got really good size at their two spot, and so they're big along the wide. Like James is six five. L Ellis, Mike James is number one. L Ellis number three, you know six three guard. Uh, you know, you look at J.J. Tranner, 6'8". You look at Withers, kind of their three-man jumbo wing. They list him at 6'9". And then Curry, um, Sidney Curry, um, 21, is, you know, 6'8", but he's about 270. Mm-hmm. So, and then they got some guys coming off the bench. Uh, they just got this kid, Emmanuel Okafor, who's a freshman. He played his first game last game versus yeah, Notre Dame. Yep. He was an NBA Academy guy from overseas, from uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Um, and um, so, look, they're a big team, and and L. Ellis can really flat out score. They've got guys that can put it in. They're gonna, they've been playing much more zone than they have man as of late, and um, so we'll have to be ready for that. Be ready to knock some shots down and, and operate like we need to operate. But we'll have to play really well. But again, more than the Louisville scheme systematically we've got to play the right way yep. Wiley it's gonna it's got to be about Georgia Tech playing the right way and, and to wrap up our show we're gonna step aside one more time but I want to ask you about getting out in transition and what the keys are for that as you said it's one of your best offensive uh, or most of it's where your most effective offense has been this season one more segment coming up on the Josh Passner show back in a moment from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company you're listening to the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports there's no better source on Georgia Tech hoops than the coach. This is the Coach Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. This is the final segment. Joined by Coach Passner and Wiley Ballard filling in for Andy Demetra, who will be sidelined this week with health and safety protocols. And, uh, Coach, they just flashed up the uh, projected field of 64 in the ACC. Seven teams in, another two on the bubble. Uh, this league is tough, but a chance to pick a big conference win against Louisville on Wednesday night. Do you have a key or two in mind when it comes to getting that win Wednesday night? Yeah, and um, yeah, and it, and, it, and it just pains me to see our name not on there on that, yep. and that's why we got to get some wins. Um, but um, I think a big thing on the game uh, Wednesday is going to come down to, you know, we got to play great defense. we got to play great defense. I think we got to get back to who we are defensively to get stops. So we can get out and transition offense, and we got to be able to score some easy buckets. We've got to be able to get some baskets. Um, and the better way you can go in transition is getting stops. So we've got to first focus on who we are defensively so we can get going. And, look, I've said it from the beginning. You've got to be able to score in this league. The goal is to get to 70 points. But mm-hmm. if we had, if we win a game 53-52, so be it. <laughs> and you just got to play the right way. you just got to keep trying to just to – um, break through the barrier. We've got to have a great fight about us and a compete, and hopefully uh, it, it, it ends into a win. Our, our guys need a win. They deserve a win. I'm sure Coach Payne and Louisville feel the same way, but we just got to get a win, man. we just got to get a win. we got to bottle up on how we played against Miami and Georgia earlier in the year and put that to test on 
on Wednesday. I think points off turnovers could also be key. I mean, if there's a weakness we, we, on this Louisville team, they turn the ball over. We and, and, and we've been really good at forcing teams into turno- in turnovers in the past. Our defense has not has not got us enough turnovers this year. And um, and that is something that we just haven't been able to do. So we've got to get we've got to force more turnovers through our defense so we can get easier opportunities to to, to score. Well, that's going to do it for the Josh Passner Show. We'll have the call. Georgia Tech and Louisville on the air at 6.30 across the network, 7 o'clock tip. Coach, thanks for your time tonight. Wiley, great job. Thank you so much. Sounds good. good. Let's get a win on Wednesday. Georgia Tech, Louisville. Hope you'll join us then. That'll do it for us from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company. This has been the Josh Passner Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Josh Pastner Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets hoops and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 